Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin AC, the Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Always like to introduce myself first, and then there's Jay Posner, and he's my boss, sports editor. Uh, he's the guy who does all the work. Jay, how are you today? I am doing well, Kevin. How about yourself? What a big day this is. It's draft day. Don't you remember what this was like when you covered football? It was like the end of the world when it was draft day. Like the entire world stopped for draft day. And I just, are you getting the sense that maybe it's not quite the same in baseball? I, I am getting that sense. And, and uh, one of the reasons would be, first of all, Twitter's not flooded just uh, talking about it and asking uh, who, who the Padres are, are going to pick. Uh, but the other is that, I, you know, I'm going to actually cover a game tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave this to the to the expert, uh, Jeff Sanders. I got enough trouble, like, figuring out, you know, which one of these uh, 18-year-olds at Fort Wayne uh, killing it for the tin caps is going to be up. Uh, I, I'm not sure that uh, I can really wrap my arms around these uh, high school, some high school picture that they're going to take tonight it is uh it is definitely a different world and, and i think the other part of it is that you know we don't see these people mm-hmm. for so long and and was... uh, and maybe that's something where the padres you know change that we I, I guess with lucchese and eric lauer we've seen a couple guys from 2016 but that usually doesn't happen i mean unless they unless they draft a guy like alec bohm tonight from wichita state uh you know who probably could be up here by the end of next year maybe other than that, if they take one of these high school arms, you know, we're not going to see these guys for, what, four or five years probably. So it does make it, I think, difficult for fans oh. to get into it as much as they do during football where it's like, you know, guy gets picked and a week later he's at minicamp and he, they're already talking about him, uh, you know, being a starter and what kind of impact is he going to have immediately. Oh, it's completely different, and that was kind of my my illusion there. Uh, I was alluding to, you know, look, it's exciting, and I do think the Padres do a good job, and certainly like Padres fans, uh, you know, on social media are really really pay attention to Fort Wayne, Lake Elsinore, San Antonio, um, and and but yeah, the, that's the thing. It's like, well, this kid's eighteen; he's got a you know. 798 OPS uh, at Fort Wayne. Well, what does that even mean for goodness sake? I mean, he's got at least two more stops before he gets to uh, the majors. And that's if he's like, you know, they think he's going to be an all-star. So nonetheless, and we, we have some sound from a little uh, media gaggle that uh, AJ Preller uh, did yesterday where he, you know, just it's, it's AJ Preller talking about the importance of the draft. And, and, and that is obviously, as we talked about for the Phil Hughes trade, this team is all about stocking and restocking. I think this is all part of the continued plan and just continuing to add to, uh, you know, to the foundation, continue to add to the system. Um, you know, every single year we talk about it all the time. You've got to hit on the draft every year. If you, you know, you have a, a you know, really good draft, you look up in three or four years and there's always an impact. And the same thing if you don't have quite as good a draft. So I think, you know, we, we view it the more times you pick, the more chances you have to, uh, to impact the system. And, you know, all part of what we're, what we're looking at, big picture of uh, continuing the talent year in year out. I hope it's the last time we're picking this high. You know, I think uh, I think we're always, you know, I think we're always going to look at value with, with draft picks. Whether you know, obviously we get we get the competitive balance pick. Uh, you know that, that MLB gives out to different teams for market size, etc. Um, but every year, I think we're always going to put a premium on, on, on adding picks and, and having more uh, more selections. So you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is the last year we're picking in the top ten. Let's see what happens. That's like a year in year out thing. We keep trying. You know, you just again, you look at some of the better drafts historically. It's usually the, the teams that have you know that have multiple picks. You look at other sports, whether it was you know the Cowboys when Jimmy Johnson was building his clubs. You look at the Patriots the way they work in the draft. You look at the Celtics the way they've worked in the draft in the you know, in the past few years. When you have more selections and more picks, it gives you a chance to have more impact, more quality, more depth, and 
So we've, we've uh, you know, it wasn't just a, you know, a part of losing the Hosmer pick. It's, you know, something we try to do year in, year out. All right, Jay. So we started out by saying, you know, all right, draft, but it's so far off. But you, you understand, or I think a lot of fans have come to understand that that really, like, this is AJ Preller's time, and it better be. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that, obviously, this is the time where they need to stockpile players. And, and as you mentioned, the Phil Hughes pick gives them one more pick. It gives them more money for the bonus pool. And, you know, we can we could talk all day about under slot and over slot, but I, I don't think we need to get into that too much. I mean, the bottom line is that most of the experts out there think that the Padres are going to take a high school pitcher. And I think you know, Matthew Libertor, the guy from Arizona, seems to be the guy that, that most people think is the best pitcher, but are the Padres going to work out a deal to sign someone else that might be a little cheaper? I've seen this name, Ryan Weathers from Tennessee, as a guy that would, again, allow them to spend more money on some players down the road. And that's why it's it's tough to tell. Like When they announce this pick at 4.30 or whatever time it's going to be today, I, I don't think we can all just rush in and say, oh... What a great pick. What a terrible pick. Because I think there is a strategy involved with the slot money and how teams have to play it. And, you know, Jeff did a good job uh, t- today, especially of breaking that down in terms of guys that were signed for under slot, over slot, those type of things. So uh, not that we know anything about most of these guys anyway, but I, I do think it'll be interesting to see what the read is out of this on, on what they did with the money that's allowed for, that they're allowed to spend. And I think that one thing that the the Phil Hughes trade where they picked up the 74th pick and the extra $812,000 kind of just reiterated is that it's all about depth. I mean, I was always fascinated by what Bill Belichick did in the NFL, and we just talked about the different animal that is. That's where you expect a guy to be a contributor on your team right away when you draft him. But, you know, Bill Belichick really wasn't that great at drafting, except for he would make like 10 picks every year. So if four of them worked out, well, that was more than most teams because other teams had six picks. Well, right now, if you look at the Padres system, and do not ask me to name them all, out, <laughs> uh, but they've got like six guys on just on the left side of the infield where you go, huh, if, if things went right with these guys, they're, they're going to be in the majors. How are the Padres possibly going to fit them? They're not all going to make it. The Potters will be lucky if two of them do. And that is what A.J. Preller is all about. Right, and I think you could do the same. It's funny, I thought you were going to talk about pitching. when you, Because <laughs> yes. you, you could say the same thing about yes. pitchers. I mean, with some of these international guys they've signed, plus a few of the guys they've drafted in recent years. And, you know, you could say, wow, what are they going to do? Have to go to an eight-man rotation? Well, all these guys aren't going to make it. And, <laughs> and the idea is that, you know, you keep drafting and trading for prospects and, and high level prospects and and high upside prospects and eventually the hope is that you hit with a few of them and you wind up with let's go to a segue here a team like the Atlanta Braves this year they perfect are, that was perfect how was that it was it was it was excellent because I was going to keep talking about uh, the, the the minor league system and wondering when do we talk about the team and so, this team has just went five and two and and uh, we talked about five and two last <laughs> week I actually I actually went back to make sure that's what we had said and I, I think I said at that point last week let's see if this is the kind of week that the Padres can put together and say what five out of seven wins and of course then they go out and they get blown out in the first game of the week. Uh, but they win five out of six, and they did go five and two. But I think 
more importantly, what we talked about that day was individuals, yes. and individuals who were going to be on the spot. And, and you know, I, I joke that if they went five and two during the week, obviously there would be some good individual performances that allowed them to do that. And that's what happened. One of the guys you mentioned, Kevin, was Hunter Renfro. And he came up, he was on the spot. You know, they, they didn't get to bring him up exactly when they, when they wanted to. He winds up going seven for 14 with seven RBIs, including the huge slam yesterday uh, against former Padre for two minutes, Luis Castillo. Um, and, and that was, you know, ended up carrying them to, to a victory. But this was a good week. It's, again, it's a week, but this was a good week for Hunter Renfro. And it was absolutely indicative of everything that we've talked about. And it's nice that it was actually for them <laughs> and for me, actually, to have a change of pace, um, that it was actually a positive. You know, and you, you were wondering, Hunter Renfro. They're wondering. The Padres are wondering. Heck, Hunter Renfro's wondering. And 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 so all he did with this week was show that he gets another week. You know, I'm not saying right. he's going to be sent down, right. but say he gets another week. He gets another week after that. This is an audition, and Hunter Renfro, you know, nailed what you know that that week right there. Uh, Eric Lauer uh, b- bounced back. Now we get to see what does he do in his next start. So. I, I, I thought that it was a fascinating week. And again, though, now here come the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves, who's sort of rebuild, at least here we are in the first week of June, and they're leading the NL East, second best record in the National League. Um, their rebuild, much like the Phillies, I guess, uh, is going a little quicker than they expected. And they got some dang. Uh, they got some people in the heart of their order. The Any of the pitchers, arguably, it's certainly the two pitchers going uh, – the, the next two nights, uh, tonight after Tehran, uh, any of these Braves pitchers the Padres face would be the Padres' ace, arguably. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, Fultonevich has an ERA around mm-hmm. 2.2. Uh, Sean Newcomb, who they got in the trade for Andrelton Simmons uh, with the Angels, I think is around two seven, maybe something like that. I mean, those guys have been really, really good. Uh, you know, Tehran is is not bad. They've got Brandon McCarthy in the rotation at the back end of it. They've got some good relievers. I mean, they they've really played well. Freddie Freeman's one of the best players in baseball. He comes in with a sixteen game hitting streak, which is the longest in the National League this season. They've got Nick Markakis, one of these kids they talked about or that has been talked about. Ozzy Albies has fourteen home runs. Unfortunately, we don't get to see Acuna. Uh, yep. one of the other uh, uh, top kids that they have who is uh, who is hurt. But I, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to going out there and, and getting a look at the Braves and uh, and and kind of see, you know see what they have. And is this the kind of team that can hold up? You know, again, they're they're what a third of the way through the season, second best record in the league. No guarantee that they don't finish you know eighty one and eighty one or whatever it might be. But maybe this is a team that can win ninety games and and arrive just a little bit earlier than people thought. Now, I'll say this: I think it was three or four, not two or three, but I think they just took three or four from the Nationals. Um, and so that was after what was it about two weeks ago where they took over uh, the NL East, and maybe it was a little longer than that. And there there have been times that they could have I don't want to say crumble; it would be too early if to if, if they weren't doing well. Right. But nonetheless, they really look like a good team. The, the, the Braves do. No, that's that's true, and and 
you know, Tehran. I mean, I, I think we mentioned in the paper this morning, he's a two-time all-star, but that's one of those things where I think he was an all-star the way that the Padres <laughs> yes. have all-stars sometimes where, well, we got to take somebody. Yeah, this guy's been okay. His arm's still attached, so we'll take him. Uh, but he's he's got good stuff. And, and look, the Padres are still not a good offensive team. So <laughs> no matter what we saw this past week and and or the bottom line is it's still not a good offensive team. You know, decent pitchers, I mean, and even a guy like Trevor Molly the other night, who I, I'm not even sure how good he is, but he shut them down uh, along with uh, Lorenzo and the reliever the other night. And um, so we'll see what the Padres can do. One one thing I, I did wanted to bring up, Kevin, you, you talked about going back to the Padres now, and it was a good week for Renfro. It was a good week for Reyes. He had three home runs uh, earlier, you know, early in the week and mm-hmm. had a couple hits. The I think it was, was it yesterday? A couple singles going and the other the day way. Before. And, and the day well, before. going the other way. Yes, yesterday. Um, up the middle and the other way, the other way. And it might have been to right and to left the night before. But yes, regardless of however many times he did that, it's it's like he's not chasing as much. That's clear to, to anybody. He is, uh, you know, he's talked openly about how much he's learning and not just learning, but like digesting and then putting it into practice. And that he did it so quick. I mean, it that that's super impressive. Now look, I I, I tremble every time the, the balls hit to him in right field. <laughs> I, it, it, you know, it's bad. Uh, but you can hit like that, and then if he can hit two homers a week, um, sure. I, gosh, I I don't know exactly because honestly, he's awful in right field. He works really hard at it. He just happens to be like six five, what two seventy. Um, he's a gigantic human who should, who, who would be playing tight end if he'd been born in the United States. Um, so he might be playing defensive end if he was born yeah, in the United States, I mean, or, or, you know, out a, a edge rusher or something, uh, something like that. No, I was seated close to the field on, on Friday night and he didn't play, but he came out in the on deck circle right near the, right near the end. And it's like, man, that, that is a huge human being. Uh, no question. You mentioned home runs. I, I think we need to bring up Eric Hosmer, four, four, mm. 14 for 27 last week, but thir- yep. 13 singles and a double. Is is there a mm-hmm. point where we start to worry? And, and I know he's had a lot of doubles this year. Um, okay. But have you has he spoken at all or have you talked to him at all about sort of the lack of power uh, at this point? Or is that just kind of the hitter he is where yes. he might come along and keep hitting line drives and, and in a week three or four of them might go over the fence? Well, and especially uh, having not seen him before this year on any sort of regular basis and only really seeing the final stats, right? Um, when he tells me that, you know, this is the kind of hitter he is, so I go back and I look. And I think right now um, it's like 70 at-bats since his last home run. Mm-hmm. He does that all the time. He did it all the time over the last two seasons, both of which he finished with 25 homers. It's crazy. Like, go, go, go anywhere from 55 to 75 at-bats without a home run. Right, right. So I can't break it down for you why this happens mechanically, but uh, if you also look at his even just his his production uh, or getting on base, it's obviously not that streaky. But there are times where Eric Hosmer goes over thirteen. Just yeah. looks like just swinging from the heels has I don't want to say no clue, but like just to make my point, looks like he's got no clue up there. Comes up against the next pitcher at the same time or the next two at bats that just made him look, you know, again for lack of a better word, foolish, and goes the other way uh, uh, for a, for a double and and, and uh, you know beats the shift for a single. I mean, the guy's a really good hitter. I 
he learns from his his at bats, I guess. <laughs> right, right. No, it's just it's just interesting. And the other thing, and it was weird last week. He he didn't, you know, he played what they play seven games. He had twenty seven at bats, so obviously he wasn't walking much. So teams were teams were pitching to him, and and he was making them pay at least with you know singles and and getting on base and and setting things up. And you know, Villanueva. Did you hear anything more about Villanueva after the game yesterday in terms of how long? He might be out after smashing a couple balls off uh, the same area of his lower leg. Yeah, it's a, it's a bruised left ankle, and he's not going to play tonight. That uh, it happens, you know, so quickly in succession, uh, four days. Um, that's that, that's rough. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a few more days than that. But Villanueva will not be playing tonight as we tape this on Monday afternoon. Okay, and then you have a we have a home series, and then you go off on uh, <sighs> the journey of journeys. Um, oh, Miami, St. Louis, back down to Atlanta, home for two days. San Francisco, Texas, home for three days. Oakland, Arizona. <laughs> uh, these guys are gearing up now. I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, they are actually better on the road this year. You never know. I covered teams in the past that had uh, trips like this, and uh, or you know a month like this, and you're, it was doomsday. And you know they ended up going uh, twenty and ten. Uh, to be quite honest, they don't like to talk about it. It doesn't sound uh, very good. For for uh, those they leave behind, but sometimes it's just easier to play on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure that's true. I just wonder if it's easier after doing it for for week weeks on end. It seems like, oh. but uh, it, it is a little uh, quirk in the schedule. But they have played, I think, what eleven more home games right now than road games, so they do have some catching up to do on the uh, on the road department. And it will be interesting to see how they fare in these ballparks against some you know some decent teams. Um, sure. After as, you get as the Marlins well as, again. as well as the Marlins, yeah. After you get them again, you're 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 right back at it uh, with St. Louis and uh, and uh, Atlanta again. Four in Atlanta. So, all right, Padres Braves for three tonight. It will be Clayton Richard. It will be Jordan Lyles, and then the bullpen game that I'm anticipating is going to be started like Matt uh, by Matt Strom, and 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 then move on as it did that one Sunday uh, in Los Angeles. So that's what we're looking at this week. And we also will have live draft coverage tonight from Jeff Sanders on the website. So we will uh, keep people up to date as quick as possible with the Padres picks over the next couple of days. And we can talk about that and your road trip when we get together again later in the week. Friday before the Marlins series. Thanks, Jay. Thank you, Kevin. Keep on the lookout for new episodes of America's Finest Fantasy Football with the UT's resident draft expert, Eddie Brown, and producer, John Kelly. Season 2 starts when NFL fever hits. And for other great shows, make sure you check out the San Diego Union slash podcasts. I'm producer, Lara Hockley. Thanks for listening. From the UT Podcast Network, this is The Conversation. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Luis. And this is The Conversation, a new podcast where we bring you the news that will get you talking every weekday. Good conversation, news you can use, and zero Anchorman references. Uh, we'll see about that, actually. We'll keep it fun and interesting and hope you'll join us in conversation via social media, online comments, and emails. We want to hear from you during this podcast, too. Okay, here's a little bit about what we'll be getting into. We've got Trump. We've got California. We've got San Diego. You name it. Sometimes we'll keep it entertaining, and other times we'll be digging deep into elections, political news. We even talk about the fun, interesting news stories that you don't always get to read at the top of your news. 
Yeah, like UFOs, invasive rodents, and creepy college mascots. Yikes. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on SanDiegoUnionTribune.com slash podcast. Hey, and if you have Twitter, you can talk to us on Twitter at S-U-T-Ideas. Join us every weekday for the conversation. Thanks for listening.